Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. of October 2012, episode 80 of The Skeptic Wire. I am Gary Line, your host, and with me this week is Greg Perrine. Hello, cheeky monkeys. And also with me this week is Donna Swafford. Yeah, sure you. And also with each other this week are Greg and Donna. <laughs> uh, because I said with me, but you could also be with the... Joining, we're, we're all here. <laughs> I think some of us more than others. Okay, two people are here and one's just prattling on. The question is, which one of us is the, the prattler? prattler? Ooh, there's a there's a villain for you for Batman to fight. <laughs> the prattler. Probably something, something more up his line. Oh, dear. <laughs> the prattler. Oh, God, he goes on and on and on. Oh. I, being a rich person, cannot stand this. I will call Batman and have him kick his ass. Something like that. <laughs> oh, yes, obviously. Sure. I think I think that'll be a new <laughs> new part of the uh, Batman universe. The Batuniverse. Okay, what do we got? Do we we have we have a birthday this we, week? We have yes birthdays. There are there are many many birthdays this week. Um, I could have picked. Pope Pius II, or... Um, Who apparently Je- wasn't particularly pious, actually. <laughs> That's where I was going to go. No, none of them really were. Um, well, that one in particular, I believe that he was uh, quite a randy. nice person. Was Pope Pius II, or maybe it was the first that like put people to the rack? Probably. Well, I'm, I'm willing to bet that he, he was not the only one. To the Wikipedia! To the wiki. Boop, boop, 1464, looks like I'm getting about right! Slavery. Oh, no, wait, actually, he may have been a good guy. He condemned slavery of newly baptized Christians. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's always those qualifiers you gotta look out for. <laughs> well, I did not pick Pope Pius II. I could have picked Jesse Helms, a oh, 20th century. Yeah. yeah. Politician guy, not uh, too great. Yeah, a... I could have picked Chuck Berry. Could have picked Bristol Palin. Bristol Palin was born today in 1990. That makes me feel old. But what? I was gonna say something rude. But go ahead. The official Skeptic Wire birthday of episode 80 is um, all right. Here, here's a clue. Back into the left. Back into the left. Back into the left. Sounds like a Kennedy thing. Yep. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, the assassin of J.F. Kennedy. J.F. Kennedy? <laughs> well, he was a J and he was an F. So in it's, other words, J.F. Kennedy is like I'm... P.Z. Myers, is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's correct, but I I mix the... Either I should have gone full initialism or John F. Kennedy. Or... Yeah. God, initialism, huh? <laughs> J.F.K. Because sure. you don't pronounce it Jifka. It's not like scuba where you're saying a word. Yeah, but the it's, J could also be spoken like the German, so it'd be ya. Ya of guy. Ya of guy. Okay, anyway. Anyway, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, born this day, October 18th in 1939. Um, 
He's, Gosh, how how if, could if this you, possibly be a skeptical birthday? Yeah, if you don't know who this person is, I weep for you and our American education process. Well, there's, there's probably some people that don't because yeah. um, they're not teaching maybe a lot of history in yeah. high school. I've, I've spoken before about the fact that I always remember history in high school was it would go up to the Civil War and then stop, and then the next year they would start over again in Roman times and go <laughs> as far as they could go. The next year it would stop, and they'd start all over again in maybe you know the Civil War, but that's all they would do that year. Anyway, so we got no 20th century history when I was in high school. Um, so Lee Harvey Oswald, 20th century history, he... <laughs> He was um, he was in the Marines for uh, some time, but uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, he defected to the Soviet Union, then came back with a wife and a child, and uh, lived in the South. And you on, never think about people defecting to the Soviet Union. It it happened. It happened quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah. but it, it usually they made people... the whole movie with uh, Gregory Hines and and Baryshnikov were. Gregory Hines defected. They have to actually get back out of Russia. Huh. <laughs> yeah, you usually hear about you know people defecting from Cuba and. Well, and you hear a lot from defecting from the Soviet Union. Yeah, from. Yeah, really. not but to. not to. In fact, my Russian history professor that I had in college was at the time the highest Politburo member to ever have defected from Soviet Russia. He was a really cool guy. Wow. Yeah. Did uh, Clancy write a book about him? <laughs> no, but I think he was interviewed by Clancy. Huh? His name was John Meehook. <laughs> huh. Really cool guy? Okay. Alrighty. But well, who was on. not a cool guy was Lee Harvey Oswald, who in... <laughs> uh, was It was November 22nd, right? 1963? I believe so. Um, basically shot three shots from the book depository in Dallas... And at least, as from what I remember, at least two of those bullets hit uh, J.F. Kennedy, apparently who he's called now, uh, in the head. And um, J. Fred K. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, assassinated the president and was soon thereafter picked up for apparently shooting at a police officer and I think killing him. And then was picked up in a, um, a movie theater and struggled a bit and was it was accusing of police brutality. But eventually it came out that he owned rifles and he apparently was the one who shot the president. And there was several investigations, including most famously the Warren Commission, who said, yep, he did it. And that should have been the end of it. Nah. But skeptically wise... Of course, as we've known from the birthers most recently, but also the 9-11 truthers, there's always going to be people who believe that the story they hear from the authorities is not the real story. And for the last 50 years, there's constant conspiracies that there was a man on the grassy knoll... The second gunman, yeah, um, or or there, there was the, the there was actually a pretty neat X Files episode about the cigarette smoking man, how he was actually the one who shot Lee Har- uh, shot Kennedy, and Harvey Oswald was just a patsy, oh, yeah, and yeah. well, that's yeah. usually how they how the conspiracy yeah. stuff goes. But yeah, n- no, it yes. <laughs> Who's the one that didn't get enough sleep? Me, really. <laughs> Both of us. Okay. 
All um, of us. All three of us. But speaking of uh, uh, JFK and the, the assassination, um, for those people who get an opportunity to get to Dallas... Uh, in the old book repository. Oh, they, it's a repository, not a depository? Yes. It's called, yeah, it's a repository. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, they have converted that into a museum all about, it's not actually all about uh, John F. Kennedy, but what it does is, is it puts him in his place, in why he's so remembered, and why he was such a powerful uh uh, president in, in person in history and i highly recommend you go to it uh if if you get the opportunity it's a really good walk through if you don't know what the big deal is and it's a, it's a very some very powerful pictures and in portraits of of a whole bunch of people in in the area so cool. um go to if if you're in dallas this is in downtown dallas very neat so yeah i mean not much to talk about because like I said, most people, especially if they're skeptically minded, have heard of the JFK conspiracies. But uh, today was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, and he was obviously, you know, he's gunned down on uh, November 20th. <laughs> yeah, but we have better uh, birthdays than <laughs> yeah. to talk about some assassin. We jackass. do. Oh, yeah, we do. Don't yeah, we? today happens to be one of our friends's. Actually, two of our friends's. Uh, well, well no. okay, actually, no, just one no, of our friends. It's just one friend. Why, why don't you start over again? <laughs> uh, do they happen to be some of our friends? Well, one friend. And, holy shit. <laughs> Stop. Rewind. Pause. <laughs> do what I do when I fuck up. Take a deep breath and wait for me to laugh. <laughs> so we have better birthdays oh, good. To, to shout out. To uh, celebrate. First of all, one of our friends, uh, Paul Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> If that's his real name. Uh, he puts together the Texas Free Thought Convention uh, each year, has for the last couple of years, um, and is big in the uh, Free Thought movement. Uh, it's his birthday. So, but by the time everybody hears this, it'll be after his birthday, but we'll have this up before the Texas Free Thought Convention. So, hopefully, some of our people who listen will listen to this before the Texas Free Thought Convention and say hi to Paul. Think of it, this would be a great thing to download while you're driving or while you're Or before flying. you go driving. So, there you go. You know. uh, and then the other one that we missed last week. Yes, that was my yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, well, last was your Friday, wasn't it? It was the day after we recorded, yeah. I think. And that's uh, our old podcasting buddy David's birthday. So, happy birthday, David. Yep. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> On the other hand, I don't either, so eh, it's amazing. I listened to the does. end. I listened to the end to see what got tacked on. I actually listened to the whole thing, but that's mainly to help me remember what the hell we talked about. Yeah, I, well, I actually listened to the whole thing in multiple order to times. Re- yeah, in order, to, in order to edit the thing. Yes. So, yes, you do. You lied! <laughs> Anyway, so, happy birthday, uh, the last two, and not so much to the first person who's dead anyway. And I'm sure, statistically, we have at least one or two listeners whose birthday is today. Probably. So, happy birthday, you! Whoever you are. That's right. You! Let us know! The Time Life Person of the Year. (laughs) It's you. Yeah, that was lame. Yeah, pretty much. All right, moving on. Um, What's that you say? (laughs) What do you say? 
What's on your mind? All right. So going back a step or two, um, since Lee Harvey Oswald is... What you talking about? (laughs) Stop it, Bridges. (laughs) What you talking about, Willis? (laughs) What have I done to deserve this? Okay. There you go. Okay, I'm with everybody now. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Donna's on the same page as the rest of us for once. So, there's a thing called the Web of Trust. It's a plugin that goes in your browser, and it's every once in a while we'll, we'll say it's something that you might want to go check out and maybe rate the way that whatever you feel, probably right. down. Web of Trust is kind of an early <laughs> warning plugin that you... Uh, you download for any almost any web browser you have out there, and it'll tell you Not how for people... Netscape, though. Okay. <laughs> Who uses, Who Netscape? uses Netscape? I don't know. anymore? <laughs> that's like, my point. Not for AOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's because it, you always have you always get the pop up in AOL. <laughs> <sighs> You're internet service has been rated unacceptable. Are you sure you want to keep using it? Hell yes, I have 10,000 free hours! <laughs> and 500 more CDs. Okay, go ahead, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you can go and install the Web of Trust plugin to almost any web browser that's out there, except for apparently Netscape and AOL. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried them, but I presume them to be no. anti watt <laughs> Not anti-watt, just nobody supports them anymore. Okay. And if you go to a website and they're rated badly, it'll pop up a window saying, this is a non-trusted website, you might want to go somewhere else, or are you sure you want to go? And it's based on kind of a crowdsourced people's ratings. So we've suggested other websites in the past, like Natural News, like um, the OurHollowEarth.com. Our <laughs> who was a big flatter, a hollow earth conspiracy place. Well, since Lee Harvey Oswald is a big, famous conspiracy, might as well go out and rate one of the websites that's pretty known for being very conspiracy-minded. So why don't you go and rate Infowars.com <laughs> yeah, we're not, for we're not, their we're not reliability that. and child safety. Now, I don't. there's also some talk about them being not quite trusted as a vendor, or maybe virusy because they've got pos- you know, ads everywhere on that site. So it's up to you how you want to yeah, rate which them. Is, which is kind of funny because it's such a big conspiracy site, and then they have all of these ads on there, which is, uh, okay, they have to make money, sure. But, but it looks looks so suspicious. It, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. So, uh, you know, don't necessarily just rate them bad across the board, zero, 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 but... Give it some thought and uh, no, well, read some articles and, and, and yeah. do what, what you think. But but I think they're up in the seventy percentile, eighty percentile right now, and yeah, I don't think they should be up that high. But I didn't think that same thing about natural news, and natural news went bat went down at least a little bit. So go forth, my flying monkeys, and rate infowars.com of web of trust and that is your web of trust recommendation for this week on skeptic wire dun dun dun, dun. I, what, do I have to make up a new theme song for web of trust no I think I should okay <laughs> web, I have the time. web 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 of trust 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 web of trust trust I was going to do something a little bit trust. more conspiratorial and scary well it's not web of trust is not always about conspiracies but I trust your creative judgment 
pretty much the only judgment of yours I trust, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from either. But speaking of judgments, there have been two judgments in courts today. By God! <laughs> no, despite... Uh, despite... God, I'm... I mean, not, not two judgments by God, but by... By God. Wow. You know, there's really no good way to say that without saying, by God. Gary is gobsmacked. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. Um, uh, everlasting gobstopper smacked. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, earlier today, uh, a court in New York State uh, ruled that... The second m- court of appeals. New York State, right? Not New York Yes, York. in the state of New York, it was the second okay. quarter. I'm of from appeals. Jersey. We pronounce it New York. New York. <laughs> New York. And there's our the 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 fifth stooge. New York. New York. New York. New York. New York. New York. Okay. Go ahead. The yes. The second. Go ahead, Donna. The second court of appeals um, struck down Doma today. Yay! Donuts. Not donuts. Doma, the Defense of Marriage Act, enacted ah. by Bill Clinton. Basically, that's been used as the for stopping gay marriage from quote spreading across the nation and destroying real marriages everywhere. Said no one ever. Exactly. Well, actually, that's not quite true. A lot of people have said. A lot that. of people say that, but they can't prove it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure that it it we already know it harmed one marriage. We've we'll already... talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> but well, actually, Doma Doma did harm. One person's marriage. There was recently a George Takei. No, no. Actually, there was a female service member who was killed in Afghanistan recently, and her uh, partner, whom she was married to, I believe, in New York State, will not receive death benefits. So, yeah. So but I was it hasn't joking, ruined. I, was, I, I know. I was I was joking about it, uh, ruining I mean, heterosexual marriages, like but Rick obviously. And, and Newt Gingrich's. Yeah, and that Wu Meister guy, whatever his name is. Uh, the one we're going to talk about later. There are so later. many. The yeah. one we're going to talk about yeah. later. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can mention his name. Dinesh D'Souza. That's yeah. right. So, yeah. So, although it may just maybe quantum that would hurt his marriage. Okay. <laughs> so we no, don't have a lot no, of, he's looking for a a lot of like details on the ruling or whatever, but we know there are state referendums in Washington and Maryland that are going to be up for a vote in a few weeks. So we'll see if this brings out the crazies to fight the gay marriage... Well, the Which nice thing right is, now, it probably or, never pass in Texas. So all you crazy uh, bigots can just move down here and... and well, the thing yourself. is, is that right now, gay <laughs> marriage is actually leading in Washington and Maryland. Right now, right. The, the referendums are leaning towards actually establishing a popular vote for gay marriage in those two states. So good. Yay! Progress. But not progress... Is here in Texas. <laughs> here in Texas. Down, way down in Coots, Texas, which sounds kind of dirty. I think they probably pronounce it cunts. <laughs> you know, I actually, when we finish the story, I have a little side th- note. <laughs> it's quite possible they might. <laughs> it is. Although, the way it's K O U N T Z E, so maybe counts. Yeah. They may pronounce it Considering we live in Bexar County, but everybody pronounces it bear. You know, there's a story behind that, right? X marks the spot. I, no, basically the guy, I, I believe his name was James Bear, when he came and was was granted the land for this area, 
he was basically illiterate, and all he did was he signed an X on the thing, and they wrote B-E on one side and A-R on the other side, and that's how it became Bear. So the person actually was named Bear. Yes. I always assumed it was something Spanish that was anglicized, that it should be Behar or something like that. That's the story I heard. But may or may not be true. That we do not know. To the Google. <laughs> to the Wikipedia, because that's so reliable. Yes. Well, in the meantime, um, so uh, I guess a couple months ago, the Freedom From Religion Foundation wrote a letter to the school district in Kuntz, Texas, telling them that um, when what the tradition was that their cheerleaders wrote up these paper banners and the beginning of football games, the, the football team would run through the banners, bursting through the paper in some kind of sexual metaphor, and on the banners would be written inspirational sentences. Now, most of the time, it was Bible quotes. Yeah. Um, I have to look up a lot of them, but it was like, you know, all things good come from Christ, or, or, or really, I, I like I said, I can't remember all the specific verses that were used, but they were usually actual Bible verses, like Ezekiel 2, 9, or whatever the hell, and that may just be, like, grow your wheat good, but I, I don't know my Bible probably, that well. Probably don't, don't. Mix uh, mix your fabrics. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but but it was all like oh, you know, Christ will protect you through all things, or really full on Christian evangelistic kind of speak. And the Freedom from Religion Foundation said, you know what? Other schools have been challenged on this. That you know these kind of prayers at at football games and graduation speeches. And this sort of thing has been found unconstitutional. You should probably stop doing this. And the school board did. They said, you know, they they stopped. They they told this. They told the cheerleaders that they had to stop using those verses on banners. So they could use other things like "Go Team Go," or which is more appropriate. Yeah, or, or you know, "Rah Rah Ree, kick him in the knee." "Rah Rah Rass, kick him in the other knee." Or something along those lines. Something, you know, go bears or whatever the hell the animal or racist Indian thing that they're using down in Coons, <laughs> Texas for their football team. And the, like I said, the school district said, okay, yep, you know, you know, you're right. There's precedent on this. We'll ask them to stop. And the cheerleaders went to a judge saying, make the school board stop. And places like the Liberty University type people said. We're going to stand on your side, cheerleaders, and the shit hit the fan. So lots of um, local people started protesting. How dare you stop people from talking about God and religion? And um, and you know what? It seems that our governor has got involved, oh, yep. too. Our governor and um, Texas State Attorney General, General Greg Abbott. And that guy has been all over the place as far as um, not being particularly... Legal? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Legal-minded? Yeah, but the the Attorney General uh, wrote like a friend of the court brief or something saying this was just a freedom of speech issue. You can't infringe on people's religion or freedom of speech, whereas the Texas... the the Whereas the Freedom From Religion Foundation said, no, this is an establishment clause thing where a government organization like a school cannot endorse a religion. And when you have the cheerleaders who are in official school uniforms, 
using these banners that you can't tell that it's not the school that didn't pay for the materials. It looks like it's the school saying you should believe in Christ. Yeah, but that's okay because the the cheerleaders absolutely did not make those signs at the school, did they? I mean, they 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 said that they did all of their sign making at home, so it's perfectly right. They did it on their own time. You 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 sound like you don't entirely believe what you're saying. Gary. I totally believe what I'm saying. Look at my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm holding a box up in front of my face. So, <laughs> so I'm guessing they didn't always make the banners away from school. Like probably not ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually there's a great Facebook group called Concerned East Texans for the separation of church and state. Good and for they've you. They've been really kind of um, what? A, a great source of information about actually what is going on. They they're sending people to the all of the the court proceedings, all of the uh, student meetings, all of that. They're they're really being very proactive in trying to get the story out and get the story out correctly. And they do actually have a picture, and it's kind of verified that it was in the school of the the cheerleaders making their little signs. So they got the big paper laid out on the hallway and the big markers, and it says, glory be to God, whatever. Yeah, the, the... so after the Freedom From Religion Foundation challenged this, and then the the cheerleaders got an injunction saying, well, wait a minute, we, I, I'm going to rule on this, but until then, the cheerleaders still get to do that, which doesn't seem to make sense from a precedent point of view. But anyway, um, they they respond, the cheerleaders responded after they were allowed to do it again with... Um, if God is for us, who can be against us? Which is apparently uh, Romans 8.31, according to the version of the banner that's on the CBS News picture I can see. Where, yeah, so these are actual quotes from the Christian Bible. And Romans <laughs> is New Testament? Yes. Wait, it's Romans 8.31? That's what it, basically what it says on the ah, banner yeah, is, if God right. is for us... Who can be against us? What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Right. So it's it's part of the verse, but yeah, they're they're definitely they're not just saying, you know, God bless our our football players. They are quoting the actual Bible itself, and that's yeah, that's not good. <laughs> well, and well, also now the Freedom from Religion Foundation is seeking plaintiffs. For right. the case, good to take it that next step further. Because fortunately, the Freedom from Religion from Religion Foundation doesn't start out with a lawsuit, even though they always seem to be vilified by the press. They start out with a polite letter saying, "You should know that the precedent says this is not allowed. You should stop this." Period. No threats. They just send a letter. Yep. It's from a lawyer, but they just send a letter, and now it's going to have to be a full-on court case. Right. Um, and like I said, they're seeking plaintiffs now because of what all has happened. But, I mean, this is no different than the case that we had just last year up near Castroville, mm-hmm. where the kid said, hey, look, we can't pray at our graduation ceremony. And even <clears throat> Newt Serial Marriage Gingrich had to get involved and say, when the original court case, went, or when it was originally decided, it was, hey, the kid's right, you can't do this. Once again, our lovely attorney general helped with the appeal and found a judge that went, 
no, I'm going to impose an injunction on that so yeah. that we can all pray. Yeah, apparently um, District Judge Steve Thomas is the one who um, did the injunction and originally was just a temporary restraining order. Now he has full-on essentially ruled that it's going to let go until there's... I think there's going to be a trial next June. June 24th. Yeah. So, and and this guy, Steve Thomas, was appointed by Perry as like a, like a recess appointment or something, and he's running again as a Republican, and he's... I, I don't know how well he knows Rick Perry or Greg Abbott, but you know it. It's it's I'm just. I'm willing to bet he knows him pretty well now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's really unfortunate that what is, I think, pretty clearly a establishment clause issue is being couched as free speech, where we already know that people in government positions and in school positions are limited already in their free speech. They can't, in a crowded auditorium, yell fire. They can't... I don't think they can endorse specific political candidates. Nope. They can't pray at assemblies. They can't pray at graduation. That's. They can't do Bible classes. So there's already limitations on, free sp- on speech in general, but also religious speech. You can only have, like, Bible study after... Like, after school or student led, student led, it can't be mandatory or anything like that. So people who are saying this is purely a free speech issue have their head up their bum. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Well, I also don't understand what free speech really means. Yeah, free it, the freedom of speech. It was designed to protect the speech that we don't like. It was not designed to protect the speech that is common and accepted right right but it's the whole whatever you say someone's going to hate it so your speech is protected yeah however um and and we're running into this with the whole internet stuff because a lot of people claim that if you edit or delete comments on a blog or a video or a facebook or whatever that you're infringing on their free speech it's like no no, First of not. all, it's not the government doing it. Right. Well, right. But they say, like, particularly secular people, the free speech, the freedom of speech is, is very large in our uh, toolbox of, of ideas. It's one of our big hammers to slam at people. Yes. And censoring somebody, or, sorry, not censoring, on a blog or something that you control is not censorship. And or or stopping you from from having free speech, she's keeping you from commenting on, say, MySpace, right. not MySpace, but my blog, the, because the, this is my blog, and I'm not going to let you in my house and let you call me a, a dumbass. Right. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. The the metaphor that we've spoken about before is if someone comes into your living room and starts yelling at you, you have the perfect right to say, "Get the fuck out of my house," right. and not let them in again. Right. Same thing with banning someone from a blog. Right. And of course, then then you've got the free speech of uh, you can't make threats, like so. You can't you can't make threats, and you can't make libelous statements. Right. You can't say, Gary, you murdered your girlfriend. I can't say that. I can't. <laughs> right. Because he doesn't have a girlfriend. Right. Exactly. But he could sue me for libel. And for I didn't him. murder the last one. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, we haven't seen her in a while. She's in Florida. <laughs> Canada. 
<laughs> but anyway, so, I mean, like, even on your own blog, you, you can't make threats against the president, or you're not supposed to be able to make threats against the president and stuff, because that is well, not protected speech, necessarily. You can call the president a dumbass. Sure. But you can't say... Say you're going to take some, some sort of uh, weapon um, to, right. to do something horrible. And we're, we're not going to even no. go there, because... I have an aversion to the Secret Service crawling up my bum with a microscope. <laughs> well, and we are on record for podcasts out of podcasts for saying don't shoot people. Yeah. Or harm people for that yeah. matter. <laughs> Not just shoot. There's a whole range yes. of things you shouldn't do to people. <laughs> anyway, moving yeah. on. So, speaking of horrible, depressing things, and then we'll get to under something a little bit more happy. Um, we just want to give, give a quick shout-out to Greta Christina, who um, let everybody know on her blog this week, I think it was just yesterday um, for us, on the 18th of October 2012, that she was uh, diagnosed with uh, endometrial cancer, and at, in a week or so she's going to have to have uh, surgery to basically have a hysterectomy and... Um, hopefully she's going to be doing well and that this we surgery will take care of all the cancer and just get rid of it all. But she's also asking for some support from any readers who are willing to kick in a little bit and help out. But even if you can just give some positive thoughts and well wishes and all that to her, that'd probably be a nice thing to do. So we hope you feel better, Greta, and uh, hope to see you at conferences again. Because yeah. unfortunately, she's going to have to cancel some of her. Yeah, she's uh, her like about like a month or so. She's going to be out while all yeah. of this gets taken care of. And yeah, re- recently, she lost her father. She was she was canceling some stuff anyway, and this is just kind of a one-two punch. So yeah. we hope she gets better. Well, it's it's a very easily treatable cancer. Oh, good. That's the endometrial cancer, which is what she's been diagnosed with, is very easily treatable, and most likely this hysterectomy will actually be the last thing that she ever has to deal with it. Yay, so. science! <laughs> Let's hope so. Speaking of, yay, science. science! Somebody jumped from a really high, high height and didn't die. Contrary to what people believed. Felix Baumgartner actually went into the stratosphere, what was it, 128,000 feet? Yes! And jumped <laughs> and landed and did his fist pump and everything, and it was yep. cool. Did he go, ta-da! Pretty much, actually. I think it's very happy to be on the ground. Did he do jazz hands? No, he oh. didn't do jazz hands. But when you watch it, it's, it's fairly impressive. Yeah. Uh, Basically went up in like a weather balloon with a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> because it was basically the thing that he was in. Basically, he walked out onto a skateboard-sized yeah. ledge and just boom. He made yeah. himself walk the plank? Essentially. Yeah, but he doesn't have a problem with that because he's a professional. He, he fact, does this he, for a the, living. The worst part of that, from what I understand, for him was being inside that uh, capsule while it went up. Kind of claustrophobic. Yeah, he, he well, he is claustrophobic. Oh, Jesus. No wonder he's a skydiver. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I need to be out in the open, please. But So so they, they had long-range lenses filming the whole thing. I mean, they, he had cameras on himself mm-hmm. as well. But um, so they, they show this little bitty white, white suit. Uh, and a little white suit, and it's spinning. It starts spinning fairly rapidly. Yeah, you see some point-of-view yeah. fi- uh, fi- footage from his actual suit. 
of oh, him spinning. That. Yeah, and so and that's while he's in the higher up atmosphere that's really thin, so he can't really control his spin. But then you see him slow down, and everyone's like, "Yay!" <laughs> no, it was actually, cool. you know, it was just like I said, it was really amazing. I mean, I've, I've seen all the videos, I've seen all the memes now. Did you, know? you see the little clip on Craig Ferguson where he walks out on the plank and it's really quiet, and then he farts and jumps off? <laughs> That's how he's propelled off the platform. Wow. Right, Which right. would have sucked because he's in a little spacesuit, so the fart is trapped there in with him. Well, that, that one would think so. Maybe a whoopee cushion on the outside. There you go. Reminds me of my old uh, thermodynamics professor whose whose favorite expression was, oh, yeah, with, we were talking about rocket nozzles. I was like, yeah, about this t- size of a nozzle uh, only puts out about as much power as a mouse fart. <laughs> he was like 98 years old. He was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> what? 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 Okay, Felix Baumgartner, congratulations. Uh, no. By the way, that that meme that's going around, you know that that moment when you realize that a a uh, soft drink maker has a better space program than your nation. <laughs> it's kind of kind of funny. Well, there's all there's another meme. Very, Not much of a space program though. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another meme going around that um, says um, essentially something along the lines of this week science. You know, landed a man safely from jumping several miles up in the air, yeah. and religion shot a 14-year-old girl in the face. Yeah. You know, there's something along those yeah. lines, so... A science, science propelled a man from 128,000 feet. Religion tried to kill a girl. Yeah. yeah. And failed. Yep. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Fortunately, she's in England now, I think, recovering and getting good treatment. Yeah. And... Pretty much the memes have moved on to binders full of women. Well, let's get on to more depressing subjects. Yeah, while yes. we're up. <laughs> let's talk about child abuse, because that's always so much more uplifting. Yes, let's. <laughs> Why? Why Why would we want to do that? Well, hopefully it'll lead to something else, talking more generally about human behavior. But there are three different different stories that... Um, in the past week. In the past week or so that... We talked about one briefly last week, which was um, a Houston woman, um, Elizabeth Escalona, was sentenced this week to 99 years in prison um, after pleading guilty to basically abusing her children. She... Would uh, there was one of her children, I believe. We don't have to go into the, all the yeah. details. Um, Let's okay. just say anyway, that she yeah. was she was a bad mom. Okay, okay. Let's just leave it at that. Um, one of her children, there was a potty training thing, and she was punishing the kid for soiling her pants. It was like a five year old by super gluing her hands to the wall and then beating her essentially within an inch of her life. She was the kid was in a coma. And, and the grandmother, yeah. wrote, you know, brought the kid to the the um, hospital. hospital, and the kid is doing okay. And all the kids are now away from mm-hmm. the mother, away from the family, are living with their grandmother. And well, that's good because um, the the mother is um, going to jail, is yes. she not? So there's good news on that front. Except Which is, I, I was reading the story, and they talked about the kid is with the grandmother, three other kids. Were, were sent to foster parents and then to the grandmother. But it originally said she was a f- uh, mother of five. I was like, well, where's the fifth one? And apparently the fifth one was born while she was in jail. <laughs> she was pregnant while apparently she was on trial for this and had 
the fifth one who is now also with the grandmother. Wow. So this is not someone who has made good life decisions. The the interesting thing about this this article is that um, the prosecutor originally requested 45 years in prison. The judge essentially doubled that plus to sentence to 99 years. So effectively and, life, uh, except for the fact that she may be able to get out. In 30 years, I think, is when she would be eligible for paro- wow. parole. And she's in her early 20s, so she'd be in her 50s by then. Yeah. And can't have any contact with her kids or anything like that. Probably a good idea. The, the the judge essentially not just didn't just punish her for not being not ha- appearing to have any remorse, but essentially for the brutality of the qu- of the crime, and kind of described her as being sorry. Prosecutors described her as being a dangerous juvenile who had grown into a monster, <laughs> and you know what this woman did was reprehensible. Yes. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. But it's it's interesting in these cases where the perpetrator is couched as being innately evil. Right. That it's, I mean, there was some talk apparently that this woman, uh, Miss Escalona, had been molested as a kid, abused by boyfriends. Um, Yeah. Something I'm taken aback for, aback from. She said she was a recovering marijuana and cocaine addict. Most people I know who are, who are, do marijuana aren't exactly addicts. No, so, but but, but the, yeah, I mean the, the whole thing about addiction, it, just as an aside, is you can get addicted to anything. Some people yes. are addictive personalities. Yeah, obviously she is. So I mean, okay, she she can definitely be recovering from. Yeah. So, I always I always hate that meme. Oh, you know, it's not addictive. Well, some people... It's not as addictive, but you can get psychologically right, addicted exactly. to it. Exactly, yeah. It's not yes. physically addictive, it's psychologically. So, it, it was, I was wondering how much of that was just an excuse. Oh, she did pot when she was 12. Yeah. Now she's evil. Yeah. The well, that, kind of I mean, like that, that reefer madness kind of talk yeah. worries me. But the idea that... Unfortunately, what this kind of case really brings out the idea of, well... How much do we take into account things like being in bad experiences and learning bad behavior? Yeah. And having just mental imbalance. Yeah. I having mean, been abused unbalances her mentally, but also makes the abuse the normal. Right. And, and just general sociopathic uh, tendencies where you don't feel remorse or even know that you need to feel remorse. I mean, I'm not making an excuse for it. It's, 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 there is a certain amount of human compassion that one should probably have, especially if one has kids. Yeah, you know. So, but it, by painting her as evil, and there was a one last week I think about uh, a guy who killed his neighbor and stuff, and they and eventually took his own life, and everyone said, "Oh, well, there was evil involved." It's like, well, mental illness isn't really evil. evilness. And I mean, it's not socially acceptable, and it and can't be accepted, right? And shouldn't be allowed. But it's not evil. <laughs> it's not. It's not like this little black. It's not gunk a thing gets, in and yeah, of itself. Yeah, you know, actions are. But, and it's also learned behavior. Sometimes it's not. Sure. You know, some people have something chemically wrong in their brain, and from birth they 
can't under they can't empathize and they are sociopaths or right. psychopaths or same thing anything <laughs> that but that is the vast majority i am sure that this woman was not raised in a very positive environment and it, it worries me the idea of we just have to punish her throw her away in jail and throw her away in the key right rather than say okay she needs to be taken away from her kids yes there has to be and and some form of punishment because you know well just being removed idea, from society yeah. is generally considered punishment right but there's no talk of let's teach her yeah. why this is bad <laughs> let's let's teach her how she was a victim as a kid. That doesn't mean she has to victimize others. Sure. Teach her how to not fall it's in with called, a It's called rehabilitation. Boyfriends. Exactly. Which is supposedly what prisons are supposed, are supposed to. to be used for, but they never are because uh, certain people think that that is impossible. Yeah. Well, you, know, you, you see that ending scene from um, Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. where... Um, guy who plays god in every movie um morgan freeman morgan character. freeman thank you red uh, yes is saying well what do you think i've been rehabilitated you know i've just been sitting in prison for 50 years yeah which is which is so stupid because then he, he says that actually and then re- they pardon him. rehabilitated yeah but I yeah, mean, I that's mean, for the story but yeah. yeah so so all you have to do is go and be a dick to the parole officer <laughs> <laughs> Well, for as an aside, I always thought it was just because he was being actually honest for once, not pretending that he had been yeah, rehabilitated. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the is there's the there's the learned behavior thing, and then there's the just punishment versus rehabilitation problem that worries me. But what worries me even more is there was a second story out of Georgia where um, Benjamin oh, Benjamin Be- Benjamin Button. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not a bad Brad Pitt movie. Oh, I haven't uh, seen it. I wouldn't know. Okay. Where <laughs> this man, Benjamin Edlatan, Edlantan. Atlantis. Um, Atlantian. Edda Tanlin. Edda Tanlin. There we go. He was just sentenced for 18 years in prison for beating his five-month-old child to death in 2004. Yeah. Okay, here's where I'm going to rant. The reason why it's 18 years instead of 99 years is because he pled to a reduced charge of manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter and child cruelty. Oh, that's so much bullshit. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's it in a nutshell. She pled guilty as well. True. And gets thrown in the book. This guy gets a reduced charge. I wonder why. Could be the fact that he was doing it biblically. Well, yeah. the thing is, that was his defense. His defense was <laughs> that he was following Proverbs 13 that says, "Spare the rod, rod spoil the child." But he was still found guilty. Now he 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 pled down, but he was he pled that down because he knew he was going to be found guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah. So where was he uh, sentenced? What state? Jo- uh, Georgia. We see the difference between Texas and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different circumstances. The fact that state laws are always different. There are different mandatory minimums or, or you know, extenuating... Extenuating circumstances, but... Yeah. Okay. The lady beat her kid and knocked her knocked the, the kid out and, the, and put her in a coma. 
She gets 99 years. This guy kills a child kills and gets 18 years. a five-month-old yeah. who cannot, absolutely cannot defend themselves. The two-year-old, at least, and I'm not making a lot Terrible of Terrible twos. Had... Some and awareness. Some awareness of it. This was yeah. a child that had no awareness. Yeah, you Thank can't, you for you, that word. You can't. I lost you, that word. You can't. A five months old can't just stop crying, whereas a two year old can possibly control Maybe themselves a little bit. Sort of in a way. Well, I, I think the problem in both these cases is parents kind of assuming that their kid just knows what they should do and is being willfully stubborn. So they need to have that beaten out of them. So, okay, so you're saying that there's a uh, culture of beatingness on children to Right, but well, but it's it's from the point of view a, of... the lack of the, parental education. That's, about, that's what it well, is. Well, yeah, the parental education not knowing that a kid doesn't innately know that you shouldn't soil your pants or you'll get beaten. Uh, you know what? <laughs> there, there's, no, there's no case where you need to um, beat a kid to discipline them like this guy in Georgia did for discipline. For what? They're five months old. Right. There's nothing they can consciously do premeditated to do something bad. They're creatures of instinct at that age. So Their, the their answer of, is nipple and poop. Yeah. So the idea that you need to... <laughs> punish a kid to discipline them at that age or at two years old where you're just as impulsive is is parental education, but it's the idea that the kids should already know what they're doing is wrong and I can just beat them and stop that. It scares the living shit out of me. It's an assumption that that, that the kids already know what, what they should be doing and just aren't. Right. And, you know, maybe I don't... There's not a lot of detail on this guy from Georgia, but the idea that he felt he had to follow the Bible to beat the kid, it's the idea of, well, the kid must be have a, well, must have a demon in them or be devilish because the devil is talking to them to be well, bad, it, it, so his, I need to beat them. Yeah, well, his, his uh, defense was biblical. Yes. So I don't know if that, the reasons for beating were biblical or not. Well, but the implication is that the guy believes what he reads in the Bible. And just for that reason alone, they shouldn't let him out in society. Yeah. Not, not well, to say that if you believe in the Bible, you shouldn't be in society. But if you're going to follow the the bad rules, like spare the rod and then beat the... Well, I mean, biblically, he was in his right to kill the kid for disobeying. Right. Because it doesn't say how old the kid has to be for disobeying. But the kid wasn't... Right, you're supposed to stone right. so disobedient children. So anyone who believes that shouldn't be in society. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to follow Leviticus and Deuteronomy and all of those wonderful, wonderful uh, moral and ethical rules that were laid down for the uh, followers of the one true God, um, <laughs> you probably uh, should be sequestered with yeah. those of your own ilk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's scary because the third story was here in San Antonio, and it was this... This couple who basically, um, the the details are a little weird. I didn't read the article too many times, unfortunately. But essentially, this couple beat their 8- and 10-year-old nephews and a 10-year-old niece. And those are at the age where, yeah, they should know better. But these are parents 
who don't so, know any who better. Who don't know any better because the parents were padlocking the refrigerator shut and having the kids, if they were good, they got a sandwich. If they were bad, they either had to eat a stick of butter or if they threw up the stick of butter or whatever they had actually been given to eat, they had to eat the vomit. Ah. They were beaten. They were They were starved. And they were, they, I don't know if it was every night, but it seemed often enough that it was a thing, locked by a padlock again inside a glass-encased um, bathtub shower. shower. Yeah. And they, all three of them had to sleep in the bathtub together. Yeah, there's, that's just... There's, there's no, like, discipline there. That's just constant cruelty. treatment. Constant cruelty. Torture, yeah. And, and again, that, that speaks to the idea of the parents thinking that the well, only you, you, solution to fixing the problem is punishment, well, not rehabilitation. Well, you don't even know that. You can't even yeah. say that about that particular one. They could just yeah. be complete assholes. The, ki- <laughs> the kids or the parents? Well, no, the, the parents. The parents, yeah. I, mean, just I don't complete, blame the kids at all. Born. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the... the uh, the really sad part, well, not even the, the really sad, but... It's all but, sad, but, but go yeah, ahead. But there's, there's the portion is, uh, apparently the mother of that also ran a daycare. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the right other scary part. house yeah. here. I was going to say, it, yeah, it's not far from where we all are. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I wanted to kind of... So, that's all really horrible, and it talks a lot about how... For some reason, the parents have learned that the best way to affect behavior is is punishment, is beating. Well, that's because that's, they think it's certain, always been that way, and yeah. it seems like it's escalated in in some cases. But I mean, I'm again, sure it there's, a, there's, a, there's a very broad brush you're painting. Yeah. These yeah. these particular parents yes. beat their children, and yes. and, and worse, obviously. But there are plenty of parents who you're walking through Target or whatever, and a parent, a kid is whining, and the parent smacks the kid on the butt. Because the way to, I mean, you know, sometimes you can almost understand that kind of thing. Like a kid tries to run into to traffic, and you grab them really hard and say, "Don't you ever do that again!" And that's a punishment. And that's not seen as being kind and caring and understanding behavior. Well, that, and, that is and, understandable. Because that's your maybe fear. maybe a swift smack on the butt. Sometimes you can understand that, but that's all you ever do. But that can easily escalate into more and more. So what are you saying? It's a culture of the way to solve problems is hitting. Uh, I would not. I, I I would make the argument that the kid running into traffic and everything else. There's 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 more to it right. than because those, I will those give are you. The, that's where it starts, though. Because no, I will no. give you the prime. No, example. I disagree. Yes, yeah, I, I disagree. completely disagree with that because I don't spank my children, but I had one of them bite me while we're crossing a street and there's cars and everything else, and out of reflex, yeah, I popped back. Okay. But beat me really hard. <laughs> so, right. But, but but I don't beat my kids. Right. That was. But that, you're saying that, that was, I'm on the road to it. <laughs> because the, the difference between uh, punishing a child for crying or talking back and hitting them doing that and grabbing them and giving them a smack when they run out into the street is the running out in the street is a reaction of fear. 
mm-hmm. uh, presumably, and anger because you got scared or the kid scared right. you. So that's almost reflexive. But that does not lead to you s- suddenly smacking the kid in a grocery store for assassing or I, crying I, I, or being I, I will I will take that correction. Okay. Yes. That the that the the instant situations of don't touch that burn or smack. Yeah. Are okay. They could be uh, could be a hell of a yeah, lot you, worse. You, you pro- right. Yeah. You, you probably shouldn't do that, but it's somewhat understandable well, if that it, ha- it might happen. If right. that's if that happens like once in a blue moon, you remember yeah. that one time you were hit as a kid was when you almost touched a burner. Or you know, or when you bit your mother's hand, <laughs> yeah, or you know, or, or something like that. Um, that if if that's all there ever is, that's okay. But unfortunately, you have the parents who are in store situations where, for for little reasons, sure, are smacking their kids. But right, and, and, and that, that is a definitely different can right. lead down the path to the cognitive dissonance of. I've hit the kid before. Eh, I, I don't know. I, it can. I'm not uh, saying it does. I know. I, it I think. I think that's. I think that's. But a, that's it's a part of a broader idea argument. of spare the spare the rod, spoil the child has been around our culture. It is a known phrase for years and years sure. and years, and it's thought of as wisdom. Right. And that's a problem. However, I uh, like in my family, I was spanked when I was younger. That was. I, the, the norm in my entire family, right? Uh, and it was basically because spare the rod, spoil the child. However, the idea that my parents understood it was not that you beat someone. is It's that you don't hold back from giving them a, a little thing to, sh- mm-hmm. you know, to, as a correctional measure. So, it, <laughs> Now it depends on on how you read your Bible on yeah. whether you're beating them with an actual rod. <laughs> I I don't agree with the slippery slope argument. I don't agree that oh well I I gave him a small tap here so I'm going to punch him now because that's all I ever got from my parents was ever a spanking. It right. never went beyond that. So, but the idea no. of saying that it's it's a good parental technique to spank or hit a kid allows that sort of more extreme behavior to be possible no to possibly come about the same idea that we will criticize liberal religious people for not criticizing the uber conservatives because i'm not getting my point across well, no, I, I understand your point and i'm disagreeing with it right (laughs) and i'm I'm going to disagree with it also because we also in the 60s and 70s, and even into the 80s, we did not have the plethora of child psychology reports mm-hmm. and papers and scientific studies that say, you really shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, just didn't have it. Right. And and now it, it's starting to get into public consciousness, and we're at the point where, oh, well, it worked for me as, as I'm a kid. Now... That being said, that being suddenly, said, all these three cases, the perpetrators are in their twenties. Right now, it, it, it occurs. It occurs to me that it's sort of like hazing, and I'm not talking about in one single family instance. I'm talking about 
the, the reason that hazing gets out of control is the next year people remember something happening and they either try to duplicate it and or remember better. it worse or better it. Or up the ante. Or yeah. up the ante. And now, generationally, I can see that happening. Because, oh, I got I got spanked and like I was a real bastard as a kid. I must though, not have been hit hard enough. Yes, exactly. Right. Now, but that I can see. And that either at some point... It stops because they've gone to because the next generation it went too far, or it never never goes that far because Some, someone realizes exactly why it was done. Sometimes it's like alcoholism, where you if yeah. you're the child of alcoholic parents, either you become an alcoholic and you drink most of the time. You know, the, in, in general, it's, you can you, either you, can, you can drink go either or way, you yeah. people yeah. become someone like me who never drinks at all. Right. So there are plenty of people who break that cycle, sure. but the cycle. Can build and snowball. Sure, well, and it's, it's easier when, when you slope. see it when you see the adults that you're around do it. Yeah. But so. also, you got to remember, at, at least in two of these cases, we have very young parents, lots of children. We have probably with at least one of them, there's a history of drug and alcohol abuse. I'm willing to bet that there's probably drug and alcohol abuse in at least one of the other cases. Possibly. In addition, so you're I mean, you're kind of hitting this whole trifecta of oh look, let's see how many things we can fuck up. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just honestly, okay. No parenting skills. Probably poor job as prospects. Probably poor education. Poor education. Oh, this is and this not is particularly mentally the all there. Right. It is a time bomb in the making. They've been handicapped at every single stage of life. They didn't get early education. They may not have gotten good nutrition. They may not, may have been beaten in themselves as a kid. Um, they were probably had problems in school because of this early upbringing, which meant that they didn't continue their schooling very well and had problems with the law maybe in their early teens because at least one of them was arrested for marijuana and stuff like that. So it's there's a lot of mitigating circumstances, but it's, it's up to the society to be better and say, we need to teach people how to be parents that does not involve hitting people. We can understand the occasional impulse slap. Oh my God, you almost you beat you almost bit my hand off. But the the premeditated this is how I solve problems and teach my kid to be a better person by smacking them. In, even that in and of itself. I mean, these three cases are extreme examples. I you know I we are all just ab- abhor this horrible these horrible horrible actions. But I also hate the people who smack their kids in Walmart because that's not how you teach anybody. Okay, so how do you? Then the question like, is, how know, do you overcome this thing? Because oh, right now, all we're saying is it sucks. So right, well, right now, honestly, <laughs> you stop telling them that that proverbs whatever eight spare the rod, spoil the child is wisdom. You also increase access to birth control you ax- you increase access to condoms you increase educational opportunities all of these things are going to help stop the problem yeah if you if someone decides that they're not going to get an abortion and want to have the child that they they have at 18 or 28 let's get them you know let's no. make parenting classes where they learn can learn how to deal with interpersonal problems. Who's going to pay for that? <laughs> well, the people really? who, the people who are conservatives are going to say we should have churches do it. And 
maybe some of them do, but not all of them do. Churches the say people, spoil the child, spare the rod. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Um, yeah. or, or, you know, it should be because it's a societal good, like roads and fire departments, to have kids who are not beaten and thus do not beat their own kids and have problems like this and maybe abuse their wives or husbands, then it, it should be a public service, so it should be paid by all of us. Sure. I well, think, but... Bear County, where we live, has led major metropolitan areas in the state for confirmed cases of child abuse at almost 6,000. Yeah. In that same period, 20 children have died, including 12 to to neglectful supervision or medical neglect. And six were from families that had been previously investigated. So this is not just a easy band-aid solving problem. This is mm-hmm. I used to say the six thousand dollars six thousand, that's a fucking epidemic. Yeah. And I'll call it out. So, and the state needs to do something. So one thing to this add is to one the where l- I will go, you know what, the state does need to pay for some of this. So one thing to add to the list is um probably better funding and more resources for child protective services because there are going to be some people who do this who need to be caught early and rehabilitated not thrown in jail before they kill their kid nah, you're just talking liberal conspiracies now <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't help it <laughs> we're innately supposed to know what to do we don't need no stinking training on how to raise a kid God will raise our child. Yep, you hear that a lot. <laughs> well, and grandma after we go to jail. <laughs> if you have a grandma. <laughs> yep. Good for them. All right. Well, do we have anything happier? Yes. Yes, yes. we do. A Donna. <laughs> Donna. Donna. You, hey, bring listen, us let's, back from the abyss. We, we have alliteration. Donna. Donna discusses Dinesh D'Souza's divorce. Deconstruction. Well, see, here's (laughs) the... Upcoming. Decomposition. Here's the funny part. He actually has resigned from King's College. He was asked to resign, and he has accepted it because of the fact that he's engaged and married. And married, yeah. Engaged, like, um, the same day, apparently, that he he sent the divorce papers. Oh, no, it... actually gets a little juicier. I know it's not your favorite site, but Right Wing Watch... <laughs> what? I like Right Wing Watch. Has... Vote fi- them up on Web of Trust. <laughs> has pictures from the young lady that he is engaged to Ooh. on Facebook. Wow. Now, her name is Denise Odie Joseph. Odie. And <laughs> But back in... Her 2000, sister's name Garfield. Back in 2010... She was simply Denise Odie. And on December 30th, 2011, she got married. <laughs> nice. So there, and then they, you know, she got married, and then there was a picture of her and her husband. And then there's also. It looks like an, Paul Ryan. <laughs> another picture of her sitting at her desk where there's a wedding photo. Ooh, she has binders. <laughs> Atlas shrugged. <laughs> it is Paul Ryan. Oh my god. Yeah, she has Atlas shrugged, and underneath that it says Anne Ryan's Critics. Uh, what reality matters? Oh, look, she's trying to be smart. Yep. Aw. Of but, love and lust. 
and the picture of her with the Pope. No, that's the picture of her and Paul Ryan getting married. But there's a quote here. It says, as others have noted, one of the things that she lusted after her on her I, Denise, lust after blog was D'Souza. As she listed him as her favorite conservative activist philosophers. <laughs> so Wow. So he totally went for for the person that's gonna fawn all over him. Wow. Yep. That was yeah, a I shocker. <laughs> no well, okay, I didn't have any respect for him before, but I have none now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like like so oh, I good was, on you, Dinesh. <laughs> I, I thought it was really interesting though. First it was, oh look, they're calling for Dinesh D'Souza's step Head. down from King's College. I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting, you know. Because the whole King. technically it's an adultery thing. Well, no, at first it was just, oh, he's he's being asked. And then it was, oh, look, he's being asked because he's stepping out in public with his fiance and yet still married. I was like, oh, <laughs> why, why, that's very, very bad, Mr. D'Souza. That's very, very bad of you. Not good. That whole that whole serial marriage thing, I thought it was until death do you part. That's what I was always told. Well, after Reagan, they the conservatives start really stopped really worrying about divorce as a thing. Yeah. We need a gay Republican president. No, we don't. So the Republicans stop worrying about the gay. Mitt Romney's day. <laughs> Alright, let's start that meme. His binders full of women aren't all women. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, this is a guy who D'Souza who has come out very heavily against gay and lesbian marriage, and well, you know, Divorce. apparently, you know, gay marriage has ruined his. How? Because he's getting divorced. Yeah. But how is how has he? There's there, it affected. I it am affected, so angry. I'm talking like Madeline Kahn. It affected his ability to stay married to the same woman. See, it's 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 ripples in the pond, man. It's a butterfly's wings in he China. Because there was the gay, that there were a lot of unmatched women out there who just needed men. Sure, you got to remember that polygamy is biblical. True. I don't care what they do. Right. One man, yeah, one woman, no one ever said this that is in the my, Bible. This is my Samson. personal favorite part. She wrote a post in a conservative blog which rails against feminists and rhino men. Basically for ruining marriage and traditional morality. <laughs> Quote, feminists and liberals who intended to destroy and transform the sacred cornerstone of American society, the traditional family, she explains, added that today's state of the family proves that the 19th Amendment was never the best idea ever. She blames feminist academics for the increase in adultery, failed marriages, and cohabitation, and even goes on to say that American children are, quote, going the way of black ghetto society thanks to feminists and Kesha. All wait a minute. Goes all on. because of feminists. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong. Nineteenth Amendment, women voting. Yes. <sighs> but I, I do do like this quote of his. He uh, D'Souza told Christianity Today, and he's supposed to be fairly Christian, right? He says, "Quote: He did not know that Christians generally do not approve of engagements prior to divorces being finalized." He did not know that. No. <laughs> He's not particularly bright, is he? <laughs> no. Uh, I guess that kind of brings us to the later round. Lightning round. Yay! 
lightning round, where each of us gets 90 seconds to answer and fill in the blank uh, headlines from the week's news. Something. Yeah, pretty good. I'm getting better. Yes. No, I'm not. I was better last week. No, you're not. All right. Who's starting? I think... I won last time. You went first last yes, time. Yes, I did. And you won. Yes, so I did. So you're defending your title, so you will go second. Okay. That All right. Donna first. Got your timer there, Gary? No. Yes, but no, but yes, but no. The whole I'm ready yeah, when no, you yeah, guys no. are didn't quite stink in, didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't it? I don't think that Gary's going to have much of a... a you said it every time, but... <laughs> Not going to have to mount much of a defense. Okay, ready. Ready? Ready. Ready. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, yeah, but no. Yeah, but, but yeah, but no. But yeah. All right, Donna, the timer will begin when I complete your first question. Are you ready, Donna? Yeah. All right, well, let's just get through this then. <laughs> The 16th of October was Ada Lovelace Day, widely considered to be the first blank. Uh, she's a scientist. Uh, Feminist right. holiday. Um, computer programmer. Um, an article at AnimalWise.org cites rhesus monkey toy play and chimpanzee stick-carrying observations as evidence for innate blank. Uh, gender-based, uh, gender-based toy play. Exactly. And my volume was off, so I didn't ding you the first time. A uh, survey study of the 80,000 journal submissions found that articles denied by one journal and then published in another one of the same category were significantly more likely to be blank. Uh, vetted. Uh, cited. Cited. Uh, scientists at UK's Natural History Museum used an electronic scanning microscope on a t- 520-million-year-old mir- anthropod fossil and found the oldest example of a complex blank. Brain. An interview with Nick Pope, British Ministry of Defense worker, he talked about why he believes in and about his curiosity in the technology of blank. UFOs? A study released in Nature looked at the ice core samples from the last 2,000 years and suggested revising how long humans have been affecting blank. Uh, Climate change. And greenhouse gases. A study of 15 to 24-year-old women um, using hormonal contraception found that they became less likely to blank. Use condoms. Six correct, one wrong. Very nice, Donna. Six, huh? Uh, yep. I had some kind of long questions, though. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I will attempt to be as rambling and as and, and as, as as incoherent with Gar- Gary as I was with Donna. Okay, so I guess I get one question. <laughs> if I get it right, I win. All right, the timer will begin by you pressing it when I complete your first question. Oh, sure. <laughs> Be good, Greg. Neuroscientist uh, Martha Farah presented research from her 20-year-old longitudinal study that found that blank was a key to language and cognition. Uh, 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 Tool use. Early childhood stimulation, and it's not what you think. Uh, Despite saying that it was in God's hands after a worker was hit by lightning in Cypress, Texas, construction supervisor Ed Gamble can proceeded to give the man CPR. (laughs) 
the Election Commission of Bhutan has instituted a six-month ban on blank before the t- June 2013 election. Religion. Public religious ceremonies, close enough. Um, citing abuse, favoritism, and politically driven path that puts commercial interests before science, the Cancer Prevention and Research Institute, uh, seven scientists blank. Yeah, quit. Resigned. Yes. A study published in the November issue of Pediatrics concludes that children show behavior improvements when they get half an hour more of blank. Uh, good attention. Sleep. Oh, sleep. That's a sleep study. Right? Uh, Dallas area preacher Joey Faust was arrested for interfering with public duties when trying to get past police lines to follow along with the blank. Uh, the devil. His name is Faust. Oh, no, no. He was doing the, the, the gay, the homosexual, the gay uh, pride parade. All right. I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> Researchers at the Chiba Institute of Technology in Japan have developed a wheelchair that can blank. Walk upstairs. Uh, In finding study in the Journal of Pediatrics on Monday, researchers found that HPV vaccination does not affect rates of blank in girls. uh, Sexual uh, intercourse stuff. Yes. And that means you got seven correct. Yay! So you actually did do one better than Donna. I beat the buzzer on that one. You're so trying hard to hit that thumbs down. I saw you. Well, there's all the questions, and they were right side up, but... Wait, I saw you putting stuff back in there. I, I Yeah, when I was putting I was putting them in the bowl, and then I took them out of the bowl. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And now Donna's going to quiz me. Researchers have identified the membrane protein, quote, keys, unquote, which may allow for the development of vaccines against bacterium responsible for uh, various tick-borne infections. <laughs> okay, a longitudinal study followed nearly 15,000 middle-aged men and older men for about 11 years found a similar incidence of cancer in those who found a smaller incidence of cancer in those who... Took a multivitamin. Really? I didn't know that. A study published in the Annals of Internal Medicine found that sleep deprivation impairs the ability of fat cells to... Uh, uh, process insulin. And it's not the Annals of <laughs> Pediatric Medicine. Sorry. The American Family Association is calling, quote, mix it up at lunch day, end quote, where school children are encouraged to hang out with someone they might normally, might not normally speak to. A, quote, nationwide push to... Uh, push the homosexual agenda. Or thereabouts. <laughs> Listener Richard Hannes posted on our Facebook challenge, Facebook page, challenging us to use as many blanks as we could in the show this week. Cheeky, bum, flat, Britishisms. Which we failed at miserably. Sorry. A University of Sterling analysis reviewing 24 studies suggested that no meaningful protection against urinary tract infections was provided by drinking cranberry juice. I think he just surpassed me, didn't he? Yeah. No, he six. got six. Really? So Gary is queen of the podcast. You got seven right, and you got asked eight questions. Hoorah! And he got asked one, and I apparently can't read. <laughs> <laughs> the anals. Yes. Annals. Sorry. Says the PhD. Well, that <laughs> says, a, says the published PhD. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back a second because Gary asked a question while I was be, being asked. There was the study about multivitamins and older huh. men. And it was the kind of thing where what are you I, saying? I forget all the details where they were studying like 1,500 older men from like 50 and on up. So it doesn't count for any of us. And Right, right now it's just coffee. Coffee's good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was something like they, they half the group took oh, sorry. multivitamins. Because that's a Britishism. The other half did not. And then they found that it was it was something in weird, like six hundred got cancer who didn't take the multivitamin, and then five hundred and fifty did not get cancer who did take the multivitamin. So it was actually a seemed like a very small difference. It's like none. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> not, l- not, there was not a large. Enough. It was a large population sample, but a small difference between the groups. Yeah. It may have been technically statistically significant, especially for a longitudinal study. Yeah. But it was. It it just took me as just kind of like. Did the multivitamins pay for this study? Because it doesn't seem like that robust enough of an effect. No. It's not... You know, multivitamins, you get small enough doses of all the various vitamins involved that it's not Hey, harmful. sometimes you get 100% of your daily recommended dose of uh, uh, so whatever it's, that is. It's not like really? overdosing Allowance. yourself on vitamin whatever. Because sometimes people take mega doses of vitamin C and piss it out or take sure. too much of some really, other all vitamin. all vitamins do is just give you really expensive urine. Like, the United States has something like the most expensive urine in the <laughs> world because of how many vitamins we take. And that's why we have the best homeopathic medicine here. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the study about men and cancer and multivitamins. So, uh... Yeah. I'm just impressed at how many times you worked the word longitudinal in. Any study that has more is more like than a six month study. I will add the word longitudinal just to make you guys laugh. Six month study really isn't a longitudinal study, though. Well, even sometimes six months can be technically longitudinal well, for a because rat. most, you know, especially <laughs> a lot of psychology studies are just like one just day. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this week. This week. Hey. I don't know why I'm suddenly Bob Dylan. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Well, Everybody I'm... must get skeptic <laughs> Well, and if you see us on Friday oh. night, night? Yeah, Friday text. night. Friday night. Greg and I are playing at Opal Divines. For the Texas <laughs> In Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas. Yeah, for we're playing this. at nine. We're kind of opening up for Emily Davis, so that's pretty cool. Alrighty. And then we will be at the Texas Free Thought Convention stuff on Saturday. Saturday. Handing out cards and buttons and... And they well, walking around maybe, with, a, with a recorder. Maybe hugs, questions. but yeah, probably not Yeah, I might bring my Donna. camera. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll bring my, my recorder. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk with you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to... 
the Skeptic Wire. It should be noted that Donna was incorrect when she talked about how Bear County got its name. That was the story I heard. Yeah. I was just... It, it's a good story. You lied! It's a, it's a just... I did not lie. I... She, she, she told a popular myth. Yes. According to beargenealogy.com slash name.html Which you can find on adamandeve.com The name Behar, as you thought, or Bechar, is the name of a town in the Spanish province of Salamanca, founded in pre-Roman times, blah, 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 blah. So it's actually Behar, and it's been uh, bastardized to become Bear. I knew it! So, there you go. Thank you, Gary, for your quick Googling fingers that only took 45 minutes to find that. Uh, No, I've had it for quite a while. (laughs) I just didn't want to interrupt your... Sad tales of sad. No. <laughs> Something good we have going on every week. Yeah. The lightning round. Lightning round. Yeah, works. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to be enthusiastic for the lightning round after that discussion. I understand. Well, I was kind of looking forward to actually bitching. No. <laughs> He's not particularly bright, is he? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it, it worked. It worked. It worked for. Uh, it, wor- it worked for, for New Gingrich. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but he th- he thought he was being um, polyamorous. Ah, not well, that he was divorcing. And he thought that he was actually making love to the United States. So you know, we can give him that. Yeah, that that makes me feel. <laughs> I icky feel dirty now. now. <laughs> Show us on the map where New Gingrich touched you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he touched him on Florida, <laughs> America's wing. <laughs> And he played a bit with Mississippi while he was at it. <laughs> oh, he was fingering the Gulf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he went down to Mexico and took it from behind. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so- <laughs>